Hello, everybody. It feels good to be back. H Double is back after a one episode layoff, but it's the No Notes podcast, and I got Maddie B with me like normal. This is episode 63. We hope you guys enjoyed Matt's solo episode that he did last episode. Uh, we know it's been a little bit of a lack of episodes because Matt had a very important this past weekend, very important event. He mentioned in his episode, his sister got married. So uh, congrats to her. And then I had things going on. We couldn't get the timing right, but we are back and the schedule should be relatively back to normal. It was just a very busy weekend, but man, I'm excited for this episode. I've been waiting to talk about this. I really wanted to do pre-draft with Matt and he, he wanted to do one with me too. We just weren't able to get our times to work out. So Super excited to be able to talk about the draft now that's post-draft. It's been a week pretty much already since the draft. And we're going to talk about our teams because this is our podcast and we are biased. So we're going to talk about the Patriots first. We're going to jump into the Patriots first, Matt's team, talk about their draft. And we're going to talk about the Ravens, which is my team. And I came prepared with a little Ravens flock shirt, you know. So I'm ready I'm ready to talk about my, my team and the draft. I'm, I'm ready for that. And then we're going to talk about three winners and losers, uh, three steals, and then also the QB market and why it fell so far in the draft, like why most of them fell into the third round and only one was picked in round one. And then maybe a little bit of NBA playoff touch-up. But we have a lot prepared, so that might be a part two to this in terms of the NFL draft coming out on Monday. Uh, We'll just see where we go with today's episode and how long it's taking us to get through everything. So, yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the, the Patriots draft, Matt's team. We're going to let you take the floor first. Uh, do you want to recap of all your picks, uh, that you yeah. made? You do? Okay. I got you. So if we go to one sec, where is ESPN draft? So there we go. This is what I need. All right. So the Patriots, they picked, right? Mm. 29 overall, Cole Strange. And then their second round pick, Tyquan Thornton. The third round, they got Marcus Jones. And the, they had uh, three fourths. Marcus Jones is what? Cornerback? Uh, cornerback. Oh, yeah, from Houston. Yeah. Jack Jones is another cornerback from Arizona State, too. So you're one of your teams. And then they got Pierre Strong, running back. They got Bailey Zappi, a quarterback. And then another running back, Kevin Harris in the sixth round, a defensive tackle in the sixth. And then two guards, one in the sixth, one in the seventh in their draft. So that is a total of why? Was that 10 picks or 11? Four, five, six, seven, eight. They had 10 picks. So, well, take it away. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I can already tell where this is going. Did not love the first round pick whatsoever. Um, why? Why is that? I like the position that we picked. Yeah. Like the offensive lineman. Like I do think that we need one of them, especially because we shipped Shaq Mason for basically like a nickel to like um the Buccaneers. I mean, good word, good uh play of words because a fifth round pick, you know, five is a nickel. So yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um but I think we could have gotten him in the second or third round. Um, granted, Logan Mankins, one of our, like, you know, all-time Patriot people, mm-hmm. um, I think they said that he was supposed to be, like, a high second, like a 
like a mid to low second round and we picked him in the first round and people were like, what are they doing? Right. And it turned out to be really well. So, you know, as they say, in Bill, we trust. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, like he loves picking small school teams. Like, you know, Kyle Duggar was one of them and he turned out pretty decent for us. Um, I believe he's a second or third round pick for us. Um, so I don't know. I, the reason why I'm not like super mad about it is that it's a position of need. Like if we right. got like, I don't know, like a quarterback around one, I've been like, what the freak are we doing? We just <laughs> got Mac Jones. Right. Um, I actually really do like adding Bailey Zapp as the sixth round pick. No, he was fourth. Because, oh, fourth round pick just because we have uh, Hoyer who's like 30 something. Yeah. So, you know, eh. And then Jarrett Stidham just hasn't panned out and you have Matt Jones. So you always have like a security blanket. So to me, I'm fine with taking him. And he has a good arm. So to me, I think that's a fine pick. And who knows? Maybe they decide to do what they do with Wes Welker and be like, okay, dude, we're going to have you play wide receiver. Probably not. He's probably just going to be the backup, which to me is totally fine because you never know when someone's going to get hurt, you know? Um, so I'm okay with that pick. Um the wide receiver, I would have liked it. I, I like him, and I think he's actually a pretty decent receiver just because of his speed, and we need speed. Patriots, you need speed. I just don't like how he traded up, like, three spots to get him whenever he probably was going to be there, like, three picks later because no one in front of us needed a wide receiver. Maybe so. the Chiefs. They want to trade in front of the Chiefs. Well, actually, when they traded up ahead, um, the Steelers took Pickens uh, from Georgia, and then the Chiefs took Sky Moore. Uh, but I guess that was a trade they trade with the Patriots. So there were actually receivers going off. So maybe they felt like, yeah. oh, maybe the Chiefs – well, I mean, they trade with the Chiefs, so maybe not. But maybe they thought the Steelers would take him, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's really the only – oh, the Colts got Al Pierce too. I, I, I forgot. They got him as well from Cincinnati. Maybe they thought one of those yeah. teams was going to take him. That's really the yeah. only explanation, I guess. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I do like our third-round pick, the cornerback out of Houston. I think that he's actually really good because um, he does a lot of things. He's very versatile. Um, he's like your slot that, corner cornerback, you know. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, like, I wasn't really too impressed with really anything. Like, the running backs I do like, though. I like the running backs that we got. Um, I mean, we are a running back dominant team not in like like a derrick henry tennessee titan type way but like we use our running backs like you know james white and the garrett blunt there for a little bit and we had like sony michelle etc right so i mean right we use them in different ways than other people so i'm okay with having a couple extra running backs um yeah other than that like yeah not not the best draft not what I really wanted, but yeah. I okay, so I actually don't think Cole Strange is an awful pick. Um, no, well, I said it wasn't awful. No, pick. no, sorry. Yeah, I, I know you didn't say it. I know a lot of people thought it was a weird. I only think it was a, a I thought it was actually a, a solid pick, a good pick, only because a lot of the O linemen were already gone by then, um, in that point in the draft, and he probably would have been a high second round pick. So they felt the need to get him there. 
So I'm not mad at that pick by any means. I actually think it's a more of a good pick than anything. I mean, yeah, they reached a little, I would say, but if they really, really think highly of him, then it makes sense and it is a need. Of course, they traded back, you know, from 21 to get him. <laughs> but, you know, they could have had, like, you know, who they – they traded with the Chiefs twice, obviously, the first round. They, the Chiefs ended up getting Trent McDuffie. You know, they could have gotten him because they really needed quarterback help. Um, of course, they got Marcus Jones, who I really like, but Trent McDuffie – was like an, a really – like he could do it all too, but he could have been an outside cornerback as well because Marcus Jones is more of an inside. He's 5'8". He's a little smaller. Yeah. You know, so you could have had like him if you wanted. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not uh, – like I think it's a good pick. I do think Taquan Thornton, another second-round pick, is, is a – that one I, I don't like at all. I'm not going to lie. I give him an F for that uh, because – I know he ran a – was it 4-2 something? He was extremely fast. But, yeah. like, he's not going to be that fast in pads and in game speed, you know. He's, he's not going to be that as fast as that. Yes, he's still going to be fast, but, like, he really lacks mobility in terms of change of direction. He's really only a straight-line threat. And he's, you know, not the – from what I've heard, this is from what I've heard and doing research, not the best hands either um, compared to some of the guys they could have gotten. I, I think, you know – Sky Moore, Alex Pierce, one of those two would have been better. They trade up and got one of those two. I would have been like, that makes sense. But the fact they also trade up to get him as well, is just a complete head scratcher. I'm not a fan of the pick. I mean, obviously it's Billy B. So and Bill, we trust, as you said, but I don't like the pick personally. I think it was a huge reach in my opinion. I, I know he's extremely fast, but I don't think he's as, you know, fast in game speed as his combine showed. And I think, you know, Alex Pierce and, Sky Moore very fast too, and they're more polished. Definitely better uh, in terms of their mobility and their how fluid they are in their movements. And so I, I don't know. And they let the Chiefs get Sky Moore while getting an extra pick at the same time, so they could take this guy from Baylor. You know, he didn't like wow me when he was at Baylor either. I wasn't like wow, this guy's you know really good. He was just kind of another guy. But I don't know. It's it's in Bill we trust. But we get to the later part. Marcus Jones, I think that's a great pick. You hit it on the head about him. I actually uh, – you said your, your running backs. I think Pierre Strong is a really good pick in round four. The running back depth in this year's class was really good. A lot of day three running backs, I think, have real roles in the NFL. And I think Pierre Strong is one of those guys. He's extremely – you know, he's explosive too. Obviously, the Patriots are trying to get faster, as we can tell mm -hmm. from their picks. Yeah. I think he's a better pick than Tyquan Thornton, personally, especially oh. for the value. Love, oh, love Pierre Strong, extremely explosive. Because very he played for Oklahoma South Dakota State? State. Oh, South Dakota State. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's extremely I know, explosive. I really, really like him. You miss him and he can go 80 yards, you know? He's mm -hmm. got that ability. So I love that pick personally. Those are really the rest of the pick. Bailey's app. I I get I get what you're saying, you know. I think a fourth round still is a little high compared to how good of depth was in the draft this year. It wasn't like any like insane superstars in this year's draft, but there's just a lot of depth. And so I think our fourth round pick on him was still a little high. Um, yeah. I, I know that they might really like him to be their backup or, Hey, it's maybe another Jimmy G scenario where some team is like, Oh, we'll trade you something for him. And they just ship him off. Mm -hmm. um, so personally, I thought it was high, but I understand the reasoning. Um, it was interesting to see they took a quarterback in the fourth round, you know, and obviously he's got a lot of talent and he's perfect as a backup because, you know, he's got talent, obviously, but like I said, I still thought it was too high. 
And then the rest of the picks are kind of, you know, whatever. Got some more guards in the later rounds, another mm-hmm. running back. So, yeah, I, I, I – Pat's draft, I – let me put it like this. We'll also talk about the winners and losers at the later this episode. I don't think the Pats, you know, you obviously get better no matter what because you're adding players to your team. So you're going to get better. And the Pats did mm. get better. And I don't think they had that bad of a draft. Like, I give them a C. But yeah. if I compare it to, like, the rest of the teams and what they got, I give them an F, honestly, compared to the other teams. I'm not saying that they actually had an F draft. But I don't think anyone really had, like, a – worse than a C draft just because of how much depth was in this class, how many impact players are. But compared to the rest of the teams, the Patriots are bottom three, I would say. They're one of my losers, spoiler alert, and I would give them an F grade compared to the rest of the teams. That's just me, though. I don't know your thoughts on that, but yeah, that's that's the pass. You got anything else you want to say? Did I sway you in any way? No. It's kind of an F draft. I mean, there's 10 picks. You you're probably going to hit on one of them. Right. Out of the 10. Oh, yeah. And, you so, know, the, the Pats can draft studs in the late rounds, day three picks. So, oh, yeah. We've done it. I mean, we're known for that. So, right. All right. Now it's time to get to my Ravens flock as we so know it. Baltimore Ravens. I am ready to analyze this, my, my Ravens and the draft that we had, which try not to be biased, but. I would give them an A minus. I would not give them an A. I'm just going to start with giving them an A minus. And we're going to go down pick by pick because I studied the draft like a hawk, especially when it was our picks. I was all over our picks, done a bunch of research. All right, we'll start at 14. Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. Yes, it's not an immediate need for us. But if you know anything about EDC, which is Eric DaCosta and EDC we trust, he is like – a, uh, a saint he's a he's a you know he prays to this every night bpa best player available and that's how the ravens draft and if you know the ravens that's who they are and this proves it safety's not a need we have chuck clark and we just signed marcus williams we didn't really need a safety but the value at 14 when we went the ravens went okay well this guy's a t- probably i'm just gonna guess at least top 10 pick talent and he's there at 14 we're gonna take him you know uh the best safety in the class, obviously extremely, you know, big, not afraid of contact and he can play, you know, free or strong safety. He can also play um, nickel corner. You can have him come and do that. And even be like a linebacker who can come in and stop the run. He can, he has that versatility to add to the defense. And so when I, we first thought, I want us to take Jermaine Johnson, which talk about them later, spoiler alert. I wanted us to take him because we needed a rusher. When we took him at first, I was like, really? We took Kyle Hamilton. And I thought about it more and it's like, man, this guy was really good though. Like he was some people in the top five for, for prospects and we got him at 14. And, and I thought about the versatility he had and I was like, you know what? I actually really like this pick. He's going to make an impact. And I feel like he was born to play safety for the Ravens. As Skip Bayless said, um, he's got ball hawk like abilities. Now I'm not comparing him to Ed Reed, but he has kind of Ed Reed esque traits to him where ball hawk style, not afraid of contact, extremely physical He'll, you know, vulture the middle of the, the, the field. So, like the pick there. And then, obviously, we trade Hollywood Brown for another first. And there's the whole Lamar Jackson WTF tweet. But, like, he knew about it. I don't know what he's doing, honestly, with that tweet. I don't know what he's trying to say. But he knew about it. Um, everyone thought maybe it was also about the next guy we picked because he tweeted a little bit after. 
Tyler Lindenbong, the center from Iowa. Um, really like that pick. I was wondering if we we're going to pick Jermaine Johnson again, but I love the Linderbaum pick. I knew we were related to him because we needed a center and we lost Bradley Bozeman. And he's going to be an impact day one starter, really good player. You know, Big Ten football, so you know that he was good, you know. So really like that pick. He's going to be an immediate need for us. So no complaints there. I'm sure Omar is going to be happy to have him there at center, you know, as a center. So like that pick a lot. One of the best center prospects in the last few years to come out. So good pick. And then round two, you know, we're picking at 45, I think. I'm not sure who we're going to pick. I'm wondering if we're going to take a receiver because obviously we trade Hollywood Brown and then we still need a pass rusher. And I didn't know where we were going, honestly. And, you know, again, BPA, best player available. We take your guy, one of your guys from Michigan, David Ajabu, outside linebacker. Great. I mean, he's the one who tore his Achilles on his pro day. Would have been a first round pick if he didn't. And we get him at 45 and there's optimism. He's going to come back this season. I, I wouldn't necessarily rush it unless it's really there, but David Ajabu, you and I texted about it. You went, that's a great pick. You know, he's going to bring, you know, pass rushing ability alongside Odafe away who were, they were actually high school teammates, our rookie, you know, our, he's now our second year player, but our first round pick from last year from Penn state, they're both of Nigerian descent too. So that's, and they were high school teammates. So they're going to be, you know, opposite of each other. And I love, love the future of our pass rush. And if it's not going to be as strong this year. So I thought it was a great pick, great value. Really like David Ajabu. And then third round, we get Travis Jones, defensive tackle from UConn, who is an absolute athlete at his size. And a lot of people didn't know how he's lasted that long. He thought that he'd for, for sure be gone by round two. And somehow he slipped to the middle of round three. So picking him up is going to be really nice. We, I mean, we still have Clay's Campbell. We re-signed him. But all I know is we – Good luck getting getting through our front with him. And we got, you know, still Calais who can perform at a high level. And if, you know, he's obviously a risk because he's so old. We have this, you know, Travis Jones to fill in if he something were to happen to Clay's Campbell. So, and Justin, Mama, do be, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Great D-tackle, though. So, I like that. Love the pick. And then we had six four, fourth-round picks. And that was a record for picks in a round compared to, like, since, like, 1970. But we took 6'8", 380, Daniel Follet, I don't know, off to tackle for Michigan. Huge guy. That's like a Ravens player. We take big guys. We love the run. We need guys that can just pound. And no one's really going to – he's not the greatest in terms of his feet and still needs some work on his technique. But in terms of a guy who's not going to get beat when it's like based on power, he's not going to get beat at 6'8", 380. No one's going to get past him that way. So great pick for the run game in round four. Another people thought was another value pick. And then obviously Jalen Omar Davis. I really like him, cornerback in the fourth round. Perfect death player behind Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey because while he wasn't like insanely elite at everything, he has no weaknesses. And he's going to be – he's a starting cornerback. You know, he's long, rangy, uh, six feet, you know, and he's the perfect death guy because he can be – he's going to be a starter might not be like a, a pro bowler but he, he's going to be a, a good starter so i love that fourth round pick was so stoked when we, we got him um then we this is where it gets a little interesting and this is why i give them an a minus not an a uh we took charlie kohler tight end he's like six seven two fifty and then we took a punter <laughs> our next pick jordan stout i think that's his name from penn state uh apparently he's like a really good punter really accurate and i i know sam cook 
uh, not my roommate, Sam Cook, but Baltimore Ravens, Sam Cook is 39 last year of his deal. I've heard we might cut him to save 2 million in cap space. I wouldn't be mad if we do that make more sense of the pick. If we keep him though, a little questioning the pick, we could have had, oh, I don't know, Calvin Austin, who the Steelers supposedly took right in front of us when we were going to take him with our next pick. But wish we wish we had him. That would have been a Hollywood Brown replacement pretty much right there in the fourth round. But whatever. Took a punter. That's where I'm a little question, question mark, you know. Took a punter really high. Don't feel as bad, though, because the Buccaneers, like six, five picks later, took a punter as well. <laughs> so I don't feel as bad. They're probably like, oh, shoot, the punters are going off the board. Let's get ours now, too. So it doesn't make me feel as bad, but yeah, whatever. And then we took another tight end, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. And I mean, this, this guy is basically a receiver in a tight end's body. If I'm just being honest, he's got the runs routes like a receiver, you know, he's, I just call him a big receiver. So I actually really love that pick because he kind of feels, I mean, I know he's listed tight end, but he, he like I said, he fills receiver role for us and so i actually like the pick at six four got great hands like i said runs routes like a receiver and both of our tight ends we picked are not really blocking tight ends especially like in the run game but mark andrews wasn't really either when he came out and then this past year i looked it up he was the fifth best highest graded blocking tight end in the league so he obviously was able to get better and that's the last part of this we got these two tight ends that are coming where to mark andrews who has was the best pass catching time this past year at the best season. Perfect guy to learn under. Uh, we're probably going to run three tight end sets. We're loaded at the position now because um, both our tight ends we drafted are great pass catchers. Um, the first guy, Kohler, is more of a red zone threat, a six seven, real physical guy, but great hands. Um, I, I don't know. Mark Andrews is going to have a, a heyday with these guys uh, teaching them. You know, it's the perfect, perfect, guy to learn under if you're these two rookies as well you know mark andrews like i don't know i, I like to pick three tight end sets I'm, I'm curious to see that i'm a little skeptical um i don't know if that's how you can win super bowls but i am curious to see what kind of offenses we deploy with these guys if they even get on the field that is if they're good enough but i like it and then we took another cornerback he's supposed to be a, he's from houston demarion williams supposed to be our nickel cornerback that's what i've heard we took him uh with our last fourth round pick Another, you know, cornerback, you can never have enough depth, you know. So getting two corners in the fourth was 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 big. And then the sixth round, we picked Tyler Batty from Missouri. He's a running back. Um, I was a little surprised we took him. Then I remembered, oh, yeah, our top three running backs all got hurt this past year. That's not a bad pick. And with this running back class, and we, we needed depth. I looked up a little more into Tyler Batty, ran like a 4-4, four, 5. Four, um, SEC, actually, he was the leader in SEC in rushing this past year. I did not know that he's, he's smaller. He's five, eight, but he's a real good pass catcher and six round pick. I, I'll take the sec rushing leader. I'm not going to complain about that. So just a death pick really, maybe he has a role as a pass catcher. Cause you know, our JK is great. And, and, you know, obviously Gus is our big, you know, big, you know, get us a couple of yards. We didn't really have a pass catcher per se. So he could really fill that role. Um, I like that pick. So overall, I know well, compared to what Matt said about his team, I feel like I just talked for like 15 minutes straight about the Ravens draft and Matt hasn't said a peep over here, just listening and digesting everything I had to say, but I'm done now with all my Ravens talk. Still really good draft. 11 new guys coming in. We got some needs. Definitely. We still, our rush is a little flimsy because the job isn't going to be really healthy until later in the year. 
Um, so hopefully we get Justin Houston back to at least somewhat help. And then obviously a lot of people were like, we need a receiver, blah, blah, blah. And I really don't think at that point where we were picking, like especially the fourth round picks, I mean, Calvin Austin was really the only guy I wanted. No one else there was really worth it, in my opinion, to just draft another guy. Because our main four receivers are all from the 2020 or 2021 draft. So they're really young. So they still have something to prove. Yes, they might not. I mean, maybe Rashad Bateman can be that guy. I don't know. Uh, the other guys, probably not, you know, but they can still be productive guys. And if we sign like a veteran, then I think that's more worth it than picking a fourth round receiver. You know, when we already have four receivers who were basically mid round picks anyway. So yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah. That's my Ravens. I know. Had to get off my chest. Um, I mean, the Ravens draft is good. Um, I do wish you guys would have picked a wide receiver um, with, like, your second round pick. I think that would have been nice. Right. Um, I mean, because you had, like, kind of a pick of who you wanted since you were before, kind of, I guess, all those teams that needed receivers, like, you know, the Patriots and Colts and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Et um, But, like, the first two picks I have no problem with. Um, the center helps not only in the passing game, but also run game. And then Carl Hamilton, he's pretty good. And I think he can do a lot for y'all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have any qualms with like the Ravens thing. Like I'd say they're definitely like probably top five, top seven team that drafted this year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you pretty much said, I mean, pretty much all the stuff. I think we we said about the Ravens and where they picked and what they did, but like I said, for me, for me, what I would have changed is either hit the wide receiver in the second round, or probably, yeah, I would say either take receiver in the second round or put one of those tight ends as a wide receiver, unless they're like thinking one of these guys can turn into a wide receiver. It'd be it'd be likely if anyone. It yeah. would be likely. Yeah, I watched him at Coastal Carolina because they played BYU. Um, and he was pretty good. He had good hands and everything. Um, yeah, great hands. Yeah, that, that would be my, my uh, two suggestions. Either draft in the second round your guy, mm-hmm. your wide receiver, or, um, or uh, make one of the tight ends, either right. one of those picks as like a wide receiver or makes likely into a wide receiver, but that's really about it, honestly. Hey, a minus for me. So got, got, finally got that off my chest. I was waiting to, for the podcast to talk all about my Ravens. So I got all off there. Um, all right. So I, I got, this is weird, by the way, I got a thing from, cause you know, we record on zoom where it's yeah. talking about the remaining meeting time upgrade to pro, which normally doesn't happen when it's only us two. I don't know if they changed that or what. So we actually only have seven minutes left, which might not be a bad thing because that at least doesn't make this podcast go forever. But I think that's perfect. We could talk about the winning teams or losing teams, or we could talk about the quarterbacks. What do you think? One of those two to end it. Uh, whatever. I think we'll talk about the quarterbacks. A little different okay. than – you know, because we talk about teams, it's just a whole team yeah. thing. We can, we can do that next yeah. episode. Um, I'm going to have to look into why this is 
uh, remaining time why it's not unlimited because normally it was. Uh-oh. Anyways, all right, QBs. So what do you think first off about Kenny Pickett at 20 as the first quarterback, only quarterback in round one? You think it was the right pick? What do you, what do you think? The right picket? You get it. Well, I mean, the, the Steelers needed a starter. They did. Well, Mitch Trubisky, though, I think he can be a starter. That's true. He can. But, like, I, I think they're trying to groom someone into that next thing. Right. Like, I think how, like, Big Ben was, right? Um, I mean, the storybook pick, you know, he goes to Pitt. Get picked by the Steelers, you know, loves it over there, you know. Right. And and I think he's actually a really good quarterback. I actually really liked Kenny Pickett in college and yeah. stuff. So I like it. And it makes Trubisky actually work hard because, in my opinion, if Haskins doesn't pass away, I don't think the Steelers pick him. I really don't. Well, they definitely want to sign Joshua Dobbs. Unless they were pick, weren't picking a quarterback. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's still sad. Um, I don't know. Kenny Pickett, you're only going to get so much with him, obviously. Uh, you know what you're getting. He's the most pro-ready, and he's got the lowest ceiling. I think we can agree on that. But also the highest floor. So he's the safest pick. Let's put it like that. A lot of people have heard it compared to a Mac Jones light. But more, a little bit more athleticism in terms of being able to run. But in terms of decision making and throwing, he's like a Mac Jones light. You know, I'm surprised. I was shocked. I thought for sure it'd be Malik Willis. I think that's what everyone thought. I guess we kind of also forgot at the same time. Kenny Pickett played at Pittsburgh, which is literally the backyard to the Steelers. They have the same practice facility. They've seen this guy for five years now. So I think we might have forgotten about that. There's a little bit of probably bias there. I will say. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought Malik. I mean, I think you could have just handed the keys to Mitch Trubisky this year. I think Mitch Trubisky could be a starter. Um, yeah, obviously lower in, but he could be a starter, and you let Malik Willis develop. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I was shocked it was Kenny Pickett, and then we'll see if that was the right pick. I mean, I still think he can be a good quarterback, but I don't know if he has as much talent. Maybe they just want to get someone they know can be a starter for the years to come. Yeah. You know, because there's obviously more risk with Malik Wills and Matt Corral and all that Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. which the next part, the quarterbacks, I mean, we thought for sure they'd be gone early round two. We did not see them falling first off to round three, but then they still kind of fell to mid round three. Um, why do you think that was in your eyes? Um, I don't really think the quarterbacks this year were that strong or that right. they liked. And I don't think that the teams that needed quarterbacks were willing to put in much stock into those things the the pick mm-hmm. i like was matt corral the oh yeah um the panthers yeah. i've always liked matt corral and i think and he loves to throw the ball and i think for his weapons dj moore and robbie anderson i think that's like perfect um so i really like that one i like matt corral to the panthers to me that was probably the best pick I, and the second one i like Titans getting Malik Willis. Yeah, I think, I think they ended up on that good makes teams. them run almost mm-hmm. sort of like an option type thing that Baltimore could run if they right. really wanted to do. I, so. I think they both ended up in great, great spots, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Although I do think the Falcons really should have taken one of those guys over Desmond Ritter. I know Desmond Ritter is a winner, great character guy. I, I get that, but his talent is not as good as Corral or Willis. 
in my opinion, at all. And like Matt Crowell is a great RPO guy and the Falcons love running RPO. I feel like I thought that could have been a great pick there over Desmond Ritter. That's just my opinion. We'll see though. I hope they all succeed. Um, it was crazy to see him go late in round three. Um, but I, I think if you're Malik Wilson and Matt Crowell, you're in good spots, especially Malik Willis to be able to go behind Ryan Tannehill and he fits that offense. He's not going to play this year, obviously, unless Tannehill gets hurt. Um, even then, I don't know if he would, but I think that's a great – it's kind of like Lamar going to the Ravens when Joe Flacco was still there. Um, obviously, Lamar got sped up in the process with Joe Flacco's injury, and then he took over. I don't know if Leak Willis could do that, but still, great picks. It was surprising to see him fall. I wonder if teams just thought no one else is really going to take him here, so mm-hmm. we're just going to let him fall and take him in the third round where they'll probably end up, which was surprising, obviously. Um, and maybe some teams, and there's just still a thing with Baker Mayfield thought they might be able to trade for him, but no one did. He's still on the Browns. I wonder where he's going to end up if he is going to end up on another team, which I, cause apparently they're not, I don't know. The release thing is not working out either. They're not being able to agree on that. So I don't know about that, but I'm happy for the quarterbacks. I think it'd have been good spots. Matt Crow has a real chance to be that quarterback there, especially with Sam Donald starting and Panthers mm-hmm. fans are probably thinking, Sam, we're keeping Sam Donald. Are you serious? You know, so I think they should be pretty happy about Matt Corral to come in and probably I love take Matt that Corral, spot. Even in, yeah. even in college, I thought I, that, like, I saw that they yeah. picked him, I said, for a team that needs a quarterback, that's probably the best spot. He loves to oh, see I, the rock. Yeah. And he's mobile enough to do stuff. So I, I really like that one. I think he's probably my favorite quarterback in the draft. I was going to say, so yeah, he, I might really be the, like that one. he might be the best quarterback in this draft in terms of uh, when it's all said and done five years, ten years from now. Mm. But – we are less than one minute until apparently the meeting ends. Like I said, I got to look into that. Um, so, yeah, that'll wrap up. Uh, this will be part one then. Part two will be coming out Monday. We'll talk more about the draft, maybe the playoffs, if we can squeeze it in. I'm, I know we will get to the playoff, NBA playoffs soon. Don't worry. But thank you guys for listening and watching. We hope you have a good weekend. You can check us out on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, No Notes Podcast. And, Matt, last words? Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys. Thank you for letting me rant about the Ravens.